as a, a proper introduction um jason how do i how do i pronounce your last name so i don't screw it up oh oh well that's that's good that's a pretty solid question um that's a first i might i might let brett take this one i don't know miraculous miraculous no, i'll tell you what i'll be honest with you i'll be honest with you there's uh <laughs> there's the english way and the way i grew up which was miraglia right um there is an italian pronunciation which is miraglia well and i can't believe we're leading off the podcast with this because <laughs> Brett and Phil kill me about this all the time, but um, there's an Italian pronunciation, which is Moralia. Um, I'm fine with either. So whichever one you like best, go for it. I think we might just flip the script in general. Like I'm, I'm already recording and I really like this introduction. So I'm just going to go off of what <laughs> yeah. you just said right there. All right. So, so, so I'm super stoked to have uh, two musicians in the house. That I know well, and I'm stoked to uh, Jason join us. I, I remember your work in Fat City Reprise. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks, uh, the last two albums that Brett did, we're here tonight talking about uh, nonlinear. So I've been listening to the album on Spotify, and this is what I've come up with. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of tiny music songs from the Vatican. Oh, with like a what was that one breakup album that uh, Beck did, which was like uh, all the ballads. Oh, I know it. The one that he knew, he won a Grammy for it, right? Exactly. Yeah, it was the one where he broke up with I think Heather Graham and. Um, yeah, I don't remember the title, but I know the album. But no, it's like but the the rock songs. What's the track? There's one that, I mean, I used to be prepared for stuff before becoming you know, <laughs> Mr. Mom at home, Michael Keaton. But I mean, I do have you downloaded here in my Spotify account, which you know I'm pretty. I'm starting to really dig. I was really against technology for a long time, but now I'm just fully in it. You know what I mean? Like You're embracing I'm, it? I, I'm in it. Okay, so The Saint of Cloud Nine. I want to start talking about that cool. song right off the bat. Nice. That's my favorite song. And oh, that reminds awesome. me so much of Sun Temple Pilots. It really hmm. does. That's awesome. I, um, I just got told the other night by someone that that song reminds them of Bob Mould. So I've been getting, I've been getting all kinds of comparisons lately and and you know the one i've been getting the most that's been driving me nuts is bare naked ladies <laughs> wow that's, well i mean i i, I don't I, I when people tell you what you, you think you sound like i mean it's just like a vacuum isn't it really in a way because yeah, there's so much true. stuff that you listen to as well that's an influence on your yeah you know your craft and like you're trying not to just do that same thing you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah and bob plus, you like, Bob, you mentioned you mentioned Fast City a second ago, and one of the craziest things I've ever heard when I was in that band was that someone told us we sounded like a mix of Cannibal Corpse and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think it was, and like, dude, like it, my brain hurt. I, I don't even know what to say to the person, you know. I mean, aside from thank you, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy what people come up with, you know. It really is, uh, and also too, it's strange how people they have to base something on something they've already experienced. They can't just yeah. come up and be like, "Hey, it's really good," you know? What I yeah, mean? Like, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you did a really good job, and uh, I feel as if you know you accomplished your goals here tonight. Um, <laughs> nobody ever would come up and say that to me. It always. Be no. like, Man, you, I don't know who you guys remind me of, but you remind me of something, yo. And I'd be like, oh, all right. 
cool, man. Can we go get a shot, you know, or something? Right. And, uh, you know, all three of us here uh, were privy and uh, I guess very fortunate to be a part of that really cool time in music history in Philadelphia when Jackson was taking us under his wing in the Jackson Local Shot series wasn't just, um, I think it was weekly, right? Wasn't there a new artist mm-hmm. every week, every yeah. Wednesday they'd play it? And then, you know, in various different places that said act would perform. Yep. When you became, you know, that artist of the month or artist of the week, excuse me, you know, it was so exciting, you know, it's so exciting yeah, it was a big deal, on, on the radio, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, there's something to be said that people don't really talk about. And it's like the frequency of the radio, if you dig me, you know what I mean? Like, it's so different than like, you know, what we're doing right now with podcasts and Spotify, you know what I mean? Like different people's radios, like factory made ones. I remember listening to one of our tracks and my mom's like, you know, crap toyota with like factory made speakers and it just sounded so different than any other thing and like i remember in my you know memory radio signal you know yep and it is kind of strange that uh you know they they still exist with everything around just shows that people still want that content so first off congratulations to you because we're airing this on uh on monday and you're still the the artist of the month with jackson's local shot series for the album non-linear thank you um I also like the album cover. It reminds me of like, uh, you know, something very cinematic, not really music. It's like a apocalyptic tale about to be told, maybe. Mm, that. And uh, it's also a complete ripoff of the Joshua Tree album cover. So. <laughs> but I'll take yours. I, I, was, I wasn't going to say I wasn't going to say it. You know? Oh, no, you can say it. you can. Abs- that's exactly what it it's, is. It's done knowingly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's uh, that's my favorite. <laughs> We had a couple different album title, uh, not titles. Well, I had a couple titles too, but I had a couple different album cover ideas. And I had this one idea for the longest time that I tried really hard to do. When my buddy Dave Melendez came over, we spent an entire day trying to get this one shot and we, we did get it. And then just after a lot of back and forth, I was like, ah, I don't know. It just, this looks like a cannibal corpse record instead. So, um, <laughs> you know, I decided I had, I had this photo shoot done, um, like a couple of weeks beforehand. And I started looking at those pictures and someone said to me, you know, what's your favorite album? You know, try to do a nod to that. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And it wasn't hard to do. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it very much. Uh, and I, I was happy that I had time to sit with the album. You know what I mean? Listen to all the various different tracks, the, uh, the album closer, uh, Nanton drive, right? Yep. Um, very well done. I like the the recording process on that, like the the reverb that was used, I guess, like on the Grand B- Baby Piano or something. Mm-hmm. Is Thank that you. what you had going on? Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, I just wanted, you know, the the last record of mine kind of ended with um, a, a piano ballad um, that was like, you know, a pretty much a love song. Um, and, you know, that album was written... Um, like a long time before it came out, like a lot of songs on that first record, you know, were about different things that had happened to me throughout years. And um, I wanted the album to kind of end on like a hopeful note, you know, as to where I was in life at the moment. And that's why that song's on there. And then when I was doing nonlinear, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to end this album with another piano ballad as well. And uh, it's going to be the complete opposite of the message of the last album. So it kind of makes this weird like bookends, you know, because Perpetual States came out in August of 2019. And then this album came out in February of 2021. 
and it just shows you how in like this short time frame how things change in someone's life and you know i'm ending the album on a pretty good note last time you heard me and you know and now this one it's like ah here's why here's where i am now standing on the beach (laughs) looking miserable i mean um, it's it's part of the creative process really i mean yeah let's um, just be completely candid i mean heartache and heartbreak is is very yeah creative you know i mean like and i was happy that you channeled it into that type of you know yeah man i honestly um you know i went through a pretty bad breakup and um i was really i would say i don't know jay maybe you can tell me if i'm right or wrong but we were i would say we were maybe 60 70 percent into like making the album like the album was almost done and yeah. I went I went through this breakup and you know it kind of really set me back I didn't know if I was going to finish it I didn't even know if I was gonna like even release it I thought about just forgetting everything and you know a lot of people like Jay uh John Fay um my buddy Caleb they kind of pushed me through you know music is healing um and try to not view the record as this thing that's this um, thorn in your side now use it as a tool to take the thorn out and um, that Nanton Drive was the first song I wrote after uh, the breakup and I knew as soon as I wrote it uh, that I wanted it to be the album closer I knew I wanted it on the album there was there were some people that you know uh, disagree with me on whether or not I should have had it on there, but to me, who are these people? We could talk about these people. Yeah, the we can talk about these. <laughs> we got time. Yeah, we can, you know what I mean? Talk about these people. What's wrong with these people telling you what to do? Once again, yeah. by the way, this is what you should do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. No, well, like, I mean, it was all it was all stemming from a place where they thought it was the best thing for me in that moment. Um, and at the time, they were right. There were some lyrics that. that were originally in there um, that I think were just of my state of mind in that moment. And, you know, everyone says, you know, with time comes clarity. And by the time I got ready to record the song for the record, I realized some of the things they were saying were correct. And um, I rewrote some of the lyrics and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was John Fay that pretty much convinced me that, you know, this needs this needs to go on there. He's a wise man here in the mm-hmm. city of Philadelphia. It fits into so, the like, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud of it because, you know, not to sound like so pretentious and cliche, but it literally is like the first art I created after going through what I did. And it was literally mm-hmm. like a couple days after. So for what it is, I'm proud of it. It hurts to hear it. I don't listen to it a lot. A lot of people have told me it's their favorite song on the record, which I really appreciate. And uh Another close friend of mine the other day compared it to Phil Collins against all odds, which is like my favorite Phil Collins song. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's, it's getting the message out and I guess people are finding some kind of, uh, what's the word, you know, sympathy or empathy in it. Well, so, it's, 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 it's moving. Everybody can relate to that though. You know what I mean? Everybody's gone through something like that or, you know what I mean? Like to some yeah. degree, I mean, maybe they haven't, they're fortunate, but you know what I mean? Like, Something about um, wearing your heart on your sleeve in today's world, you know what I mean? Like vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it goes Literally. a long way, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people <laughs> who, who, you know, utilize platforms, 
don't really reveal much of themselves that are you know what i mean it's not real it's like hey look at me and you know this thing that we stopped alongside of the road to take a picture with it has nothing to do with like you know and i guess that's like kind of like you know what we're fortunate to enough to be artists you know what i mean to be able to do that imagine like yeah. having all this <laughs> stuff going on and being like what do i do man i can't go to yeah gym and like work out to like i you right. know, that's, you know a, that's a good point i honestly i honestly don't know what i would have done honestly um especially during a a pandemic Once in a hundred years you know what i mean yeah. like, right you'll, you'll mm -hmm. look back at this when you're an old man and you'll be like i did the right thing you i did. hope so yeah i hope so you know what i mean jason well, like i mean like sometimes you just gotta do uh you know you ain't you gotta not listen to nobody you know i mean you just do it like you you moved out to um los angeles with fat city reprise i recall and uh yeah. you guys went for it hard you know what i mean yeah and like yeah, we just do it you know what i mean don't think about it yeah and it's interesting too because like around that time like yeah it, it wasn't even a question you know we were we were doing like some little tours here and there and stuff and we got out there and you see some opportunity and you, you don't even think man you know think twice about it you're just like yeah this is what i'm gonna do i'm all in you know let's go i miss that spirit of uh our youth you know what i mean like i i, I totally know i yeah, really miss I totally that. know <laughs> I, I went out there in 2004 and uh you know it was like a a drug you know what i mean like i was like wow like yeah. people ex experience the art in a totally different way out here you know what i mean and it was like celebrate it rather than i'm not saying philly like you know it doesn't celebrate it but you know what i mean like you got to be tough and you got to you know it's weird i no, I, it's I, it's just, it's interesting you say that because i'm sorry to no that's fine no please go. me and me and nick used to talk about that all the time because like going out there not that things weren't cool here and granted i mean it was a great vibe that we were all part of um the i feel like the only difference is out there was like it was so much more accepted that you were a full-time musician like no matter how well your band was doing or not but because like out there it's like everybody's doing something like that whether it's music or it's movies or it's writing didn't matter you know like there was a total a circle of um I don't know. There was almost like this sort of underlying respect that just that you were just doing it. You know, it was just totally acceptable and cool that you were doing it, even if I didn't hear what you were doing. You know, but just the fact that you were doing it was cool. No, I, I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. it, it, I, I talk about it here on my show quite a bit. Like, you know, in my younger years, I think there was always a sense of community, but there also was a sense of uh, competition. And I definitely was jealous of you guys when you went out there and you start playing all the mm -hmm. places, you know. And then, like, as I got older, I realized that stuff like that you know when you're younger it's so when you're a young musician it would really work to your benefit to make a community rather than mm. you know what i mean and everybody's audience could filter into you know what i mean like scenes don't really happen no more like playlists happen on spotify it's weird yep. right like the way yeah. music is now interesting ingested yeah yeah Yep. But no, I always loved that band, though. I thought that band was cool. I mean, I think the first time we did a gig was at the Old Grape. I think we opened for you guys. And like, I was like, wow, keyboards. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> the band had keyboards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And while we're at it, man, I mean, I was a huge fan of you guys. And when Brett mentions, because I know we've met before and I know we played mm -hmm. before. But when Brett mentioned it, I was like, oh, dude, he was, I was I used to love that band. And I remember I remember the energy that your drummer always came with was like one of my favorite things. Like that guy was so much fun to watch play. 
I, I, I don't know. That, that's one of the things that like sticks out of my mind the most. And granted, I'm biased because I play drums too. So that's usually where my eyes are anyway. Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weird how you do that. But yeah, totally, man. I, I, I totally, um, that always stuck in my mind. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could go back in time and just be like, man, dude, like there's so many things that like, you know, we really all came up in such a strange time, even when when Brett joined up with Ike, I mean, like the the music market was shifting to a place that nobody would, you know what I mean? Like it didn't, the record deal, everything has. It's yeah, nobody knew now. it was going to happen. Yeah, nobody knew and it was going to happen. They're selling Bitcoin albums, <laughs> you know? Right. I'm actually I'm interested in that NFT stuff. I really I'm I'm looking at YouTube videos at nighttime and I'm trying to figure this out because I really do believe that um, you could live on the internet like that as a musician. Makes sense. Skip the record label. Skip all the people coming up to you after the show saying, "Hey, Brett, I don't think you should close your album with this song." (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you think about it, you think about how many people you can reach in with one video versus i mean like look you remember what it was like like you have to play the same areas over and over and over to build a following of a few people you know and you, you keep at it and it works but like well i mean you know, now like everybody's out there but it just so happens that it's an ocean of material you know well case in that's point, the tough part last night you know after uh, jackson uh played one of our songs on mmr i had this plan that i was gonna put this uh, video out of this cover song that it was basically a pseudo Ike reunion. And we, we uploaded the video about, I don't know, like seven o'clock last night, maybe seven 30. Yeah. And like right before I came to log on to here, I checked what it was up to. And it was like up to 817 views. And, you know, it's just now 24 hours. And I'm thinking to myself now, granted 600 of that is probably me, but um, I was just thinking like, if I went and played a show, last night at 7 30 in maniunk on a wednesday night i probably would have gotten tops maybe 10 people i would have had to pay for parking um you know and load gear in and out jay as you know i know loves to do that i know and you know all too well i know all too well and (laughs) but instead we got a bunch of friends together on our on our time when we could and we put this song and we made this video that was pretty much all shot on an iphone Literally, all the stuff that I shot for that video was done on my iPhone. We had it uploaded to YouTube within like 20 minutes last night. And now it's got like 800 or something views. And I got people sharing the video uh, that I don't even know. And to me, I, I couldn't have done that playing a gig in Mania. You know, so and then a, a good friend of ours, too, Anthony Renzulli, he kind of like taught me the ways of like utilizing Instagram the right way to like get your art out there. You know, he he taught me the correct way to use, ha- um, to use hashtags um, or just tagging certain things. Um, like, and he, Anthony's even proof too that, you know, he doesn't do shows, you know, he records singles here and there and, you know, he'll put a video out and get like a thousand views or more on it. And he says, you know, I never left my house. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just miss the old school like process. You know what I mean? The one that we grew up with as children. Right. And yeah. it's so odd to think that the idols that we saw on television would eventually become unattainable because that deal and that lifestyle or that version of being a rock star was like oh, this yeah, you're right. small window of time where they were making money the way that they wanted and the artists could get paid in a way they, they were still upset by the way you know right. I mean? like most of the time but 
it's just it's it's crazy to me and like recently like i like i've just started making music like similar to like what you guys are saying about you know the album nine linear you're you're making it to share with the audience but you're also making it for yourself you know what i mean like making music for yourself is the most rewarding thing you know absolutely hmm. yeah it kind of gets back to something you were talking about earlier and brett like and we talked about it a bunch man but it's i mean it's it's just expression you know that's why it was such a great thing for you know brett to push through that whole process and, and finish everything you know because it's like i mean that's that's what music is i mean there, there's genres that maybe you're not based in that and maybe you're based in just you know mass production of certain pop song formulas that they know will work but like it the pure like true music that i'm sure all three of us probably love in the same regard is it's it's the stuff that moves you and touches you the most, which is like what Nate and drive is doing with so many people, you know, cause that's just true unapologetic emotion, you know, that you're just, you're just turning into sound and song, you know, mm -hmm. and like, that's really what, uh, that's really what it is. You know, that's yeah. really, that's really what it is for everybody. It is a fair I, I agree. summary of it. Definitely without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. The, the emotion that can be something about sort of early, relayed, for me, know? it's early morning songs. Like I never thought I'd be in a you know early morning riser, but you know what I mean. Like if there's a song in the early morning that's the, hits the right way, you know what I mean. If you're going mm. to work something, um, there's something about being in the car too, listening to music. I hope that doesn't go away, and I hope that the robots, you know, don't just drive us everywhere. You know, robot got my robot got in my way today. A giant, you know what I mean. I come in the aisle, and this fucking robot right there. I'm just like, dude, move, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm done, guy. Net, get out the way. Yeah, because you know everyone's controlled you know what i mean like literally everybody has their phone at intersections and they're just for people at home like uh, who can't see listening to this podcast i'm darting my eyes up i'm darting my eyes down up down up down looking at my phone green light go 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 yeah who ever thought that we would be operating such heavy machinery while also it's scary right <laughs> the supercomputer that was just a dream to us as, as kids we never thought we'd have this that's why everyone's staring at it all the time yeah. You know, it's funny. I take the train into work every day. And one of the things I love to do when I'm sitting there and I'm usually listening to a podcast or like, that's when I listen to music and I just sit there and I just look and everybody's got their head down. Now, granted, we're all on set that you should be having your head down regardless, but you just see everybody. No one's reading a book. It's all on their phone. You know, nobody's communicating. Nobody's looking at each other. No. You know I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, and that's the only real time of the day where I'm like by myself. So I try not to do that. That's my time to listen to music or listen to a podcast. And I kind of just close my eyes. But yeah, I mean, I, I got pictures of our cover band, Bangarang, backstage, like on a break. I took a picture because we were all sitting together, even our sound guy, Preston, and nobody was talking. Everybody was just on their phones. And I took a picture of it and I was in, like, in, in, in the tightest space possible too, the, yeah like, right like shoulder this, to shoulder yeah <laughs> this tight little hallway and you know i just <laughs> it was it was funny i bet you guys yeah, it is, it's playing those gigs right those gigs must have been fun right raucous like uh saturday night south philly like uh, they were yeah. they were definitely fun they were definitely fun yeah mm -hmm. but it, it always cracks me up i was just telling somebody this the other day that anytime we played played down there you know it was always a younger crowd you know it was the majority of people in their you know 20s early 30s and there's a bunch of old men on stage playing like jesse's girl 
And then like, as soon as we get on break, we run to the back and me and Jay are like popping ibuprofen because our, ba <laughs> our backs are hurting. And like, there's like girls dry humping on tables, like out front. And like, we're, ba we're back there being like, oh, what time you got to get up for work tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum going. <laughs> yeah <laughs> did your but back yeah. did your back start hurting because of the guitar you ever see those guitar straps where it's like it's not using your back it's using yeah uh, with me i mean i just have terrible posture when i play it's actually something i've been trying to be like more conscious of but you got um, grunge you have 90s style i'm like a shoegazer <laughs> yeah. i i just i'm constantly staring at my pedals and um <laughs> but i actually uh we did a like me and Jay haven't played on stage together now in over a year, but a couple, a couple weeks ago, um, I actually was on a stage for the first time since playing and um, I was doing a Caulfield's private show and uh, it was being recorded by like four cameras. And <laughs> I was consciously standing there knowing that I was being video recorded and audio recorded. And the whole time I'm thinking of stand straight. Stand straight because if you slouch over, your gut is going to be on four cameras, like just. And that's all I thought about. And I'm like, I'm editing the footage right mm -hmm. now, and I'm so proud of myself because, like, I'm like, wow, look at you! You're standing up straight, you fuck. Good for you. Mm -hmm. It's, but um, that's like my first time playing on stage in like a year. That's what I'm thinking of. They also, I have a thing for my po a posture corrector. I wear sometimes because mm -hmm. I, I hunch too as well. Uh, you ever try one of those? It's very odd. It's an odd thing. <laughs> no. I've yeah, seen I, those. I haven't tried. <laughs> I, have, I have posture envy when I see somebody with like perfect posture. I'm just like, Shh. yeah, <laughs> you obviously didn't grow up in the same time period. I did. I just something about that. Like the, some parents, I guess, didn't say stand up straight, you know? Yeah. I remember the first time I heard some parents say it and I was like, what'd she just say? <laughs> uh, it's very odd. Um, yeah, but uh I was also thinking today too. It's just like it's odd that uh, we're doing this podcast, recording it a week before um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I couldn't <laughs> not bring it up because you and I did a epic shit on <laughs> podcast of uh, Batman versus Superman. How many years ago was that? that um, when did that movie I, come out? I try to forget. Um, Two thousand sixteen, fifteen. Let's look. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's still, it's, it is what it is, that movie, though, man. It's, I still can't get over that line where it's like, uh, you know. 2016. 2016? Yep. Like their WrestleMania lines, like when they see each other in that alley, tell me, do you bleed? You will. Like, it, it, it makes no sense, man. It's like, who wrote this? But uh, I don't know. I recently also watched Dawn of the Dead, and I can't really shit on all of his movies because I really like that movie. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is really good. It's his first movie too. Did you know that? I did, and, and I'm actually a fan of uh, Watchmen. I oh, thought that dude, was me too. I love decent. Love we got a lot of shit for that, um, but yeah, I love that. <clears throat> I think the main problem is the deconstruction stuff. It's like, dude, we, we, you know, what are you doing? The Superman, you know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. Why is he? Why is he acting this way? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, why is he so like you know grievous and like what's going on with his you know his hair? Yeah, is he, right. Is he losing his hair? Did you, did Warner <laughs> Brothers and DC pay for hair? Because if you look back, he was losing it. I couldn't. I could not. Yeah, I could not I not see it. Yeah, maybe that's that. why. 
Well, then they should have left the mustache then for uh, Justice League, right? I've seen pictures recently of him with the mustache when he was filming. Also, by the way, like Josh Whedon, I remember back in the day, like talking about him on my podcast because I was, you know, I guess uh, the, the media would always say that he was like a feminist and stuff like that. And I guess I referred to him like that once, but it turns out he's a real dick. Yeah, uh, all this stuff's been coming out recently like that, but... um. Isn't it crazy how all that stuff's coming? Like, everyone's like, yeah. you're canceled, you're canceled. Like, I was a big um, Chris D'Elia fan, you know? I'm not ashamed yeah. to say it, you know? Like, I thought he was funny. I watched that podcast every week. Sometimes I'd watch it at, at work and just completely, <laughs> you know, do no work at all and zone out for 60 great minutes. Mm-hmm. And then that happens and there's, you know, there's no proof. I guess somebody comes up. Who knows? You know what I mean? But, like, it's weird how, like, that occurs sometimes now because also, too, growing up, we didn't have that because technology wasn't right the internet internet well you know like look at all this stuff that's been going on with uh marilyn manson man i was a huge manson i mean but that's just the thing that was like who didn't see that coming you know right well well i said to somebody the other day i mean as horrible as it sounds i was like i mean the guy at least was maintaining his reputation like I think it would have been different if I found out like, you know, he would take his girlfriends to church and they would like pray all day. Like that would be more shocking to me, but. (laughs) It's just really odd. I mean, that like people probably knew about it and they don't say anything too. And that's the weird thing about. Yeah. I mean, all the Hollywood culture, you know, out Mm -hmm. there, like, you know, like the, did you ever see the movie under the silver lake? Uh, Yeah. With um, what's his face played Spider-Man, right? Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I think about that movie from time to time, just been like, the first time I saw it, I was like, what did I just watch? But now, like, every now and then I'll be, like, in the car and I'll be like, yeah, that was a good one. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so weird, that movie. Because, yeah, like, LA, that's weird LA is such a weird place. But, I mean. Well, that was the uh, that was the director of It Follows, right? Wasn't yes. that his second film? Yeah. Yes. I, haven't, I only watched it once. I have to go back and watch it. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending for people, but it's really weird. Yeah. Um, does anybody have a pro, a pro account here with Zoom? Uh, no. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll keep going. That's the first time I've ever actually extended. I, I wanted to extend. When I do the uh, the three-way conference, it cuts me off. Oh, I just minutes. noticed that now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, though. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we got good content here for the next 10 yeah. minutes. And the listeners out there, we're sorry, but, you know, I'm not going to buy that Zoom account. Even if you bought it, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. It's just not going to happen because I don't believe in paying for services that ought to be free. You know what I mean? Especially during a pandemic. Yeah, dude, everything should be free for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like, and also to the fact that, I mean, like how many checks we really get, you know what I mean? Like mm. and how fast does money go? You yep. know what I mean? Like working jobs where you're barely getting by and then like waiting for them to vote. Right. It just drives me nuts, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's insane, dude. I mean, you think about it. It's like a whole year at this point and you might've got people $2,000. I mean, yeah, it's it's disgusting. How really. much does it really help? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it angers me. So it's, a, it's a it's a bummer that it, it it was handled the way it was handled, but that's yeah. This whole thing is just a mess, and it's just like it's just a. What's the end, right? I mean, like people now talking about the the vaccine and being like, they're not aware that it's not really you know going to completely inoculate them. You know what I mean? It's not a mm-hmm. dead virus vaccine. It's a it's sending a message to your body to fight it if it happens. You know what I mean? It's not like a traditional vaccine because they take real long periods of time. Yeah. Am I saying I'm against it? No, but I'm saying like, where's that information? And like, where is the capability? Like my father-in-law is 90 years old 
and he couldn't get the vaccine until like a week ago. Like he's not group one A. You know what I mean? How long has the vaccine been going on for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I like superhero tales, the real ones, not those uh, dark deconstructed tales. I like the ones. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like truth, justice in the American way. Like that's the culture that I grew up with, I guess. And right. It's interesting that it came out here tonight in the podcast. <laughs> Got to rewatch Sorry. Superman. Maybe I'll watch Superman <laughs> tonight to like really get my patriotic swing going on because I could get behind that back in the day. You know what I mean? Right. The Christopher Reeves one, right? Yeah, Christopher man, Reeves dude. One? I, yeah. I don't know what it is about those films. Talking about grown man, forty-one years old, weeping on the couch. I, I, maybe it was a couple months ago. Superman four was on, and a lot of people hate that movie. But when mm-hmm. it came out, dude, I love that. I went to Andorra Shopping Center. You know, mm-hmm. there recently I was going to go into LA Fitness and. Th- ask about a membership and snoop around just so i could be nostalgic you know what? i am going to do that next time i'm down there. <laughs> um but i love that movie theater so much and then we go down the, the way and get pizza i forget the name of the place there it was really good mm-hmm. Angels, maybe but you know going to the movie theater and like looking forward to something and not having it spoiled you know what i mean remember when you yeah. watch something you'd be like what the you know yep. what just mm-hmm. happened it's impossible now. Like watching. Uh, I remember, like back in like '89, Bob, you'll you'll know this well. I know that mm-hmm. like people had to go to the movie theater just to see the trailer for '89 uh, Batman. Yes, right? and it was a big uh, deal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. just to see the trailer. Like people would go in, watch the trailer, and then leave. <laughs> I'm having deja vu. I think we've had this conversation before in one of our podcasts yeah, here. Probably. What, what, how many times is this now? This is the fourth time. Is this the quad? Dude, I don't know, man. I've been thinking. I was thinking about that earlier today. I think it was more than that, man. Honestly, you you are the like the runner. Yeah, you're the, in first place. Yeah, I, I, that's awesome. If I am, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> we we've met more times digitally. Um, yeah, I know. I, that's the other thing. I <laughs> that's the running about. gag. You know, that's great. Uh, yeah, I know. I've talked more to Bob like through a screen than I did in real life. Well, I didn't have Zoom before then. I didn't even know yeah. Zoom existed before the pandemic, dude. I right. could have been cutting out podcasts like left and right mm-hmm. back in the day. <laughs> I'd have to get people to like directions and like I record it in a different spot. I mean, this is fun though. Cause it's fun to talk to people. You know what I mean? Like I miss yeah. talking mm-hmm. to people and having like a regular old conversation and like, you know, you love your family and stuff like that, but you also need to be around musicians in a way too. There's something about it. I always have good Absolutely. times with musicians here on the show because we all share that like kinship. It's like you want to perform, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know and you don't, like, you don't realize how much you miss it until it's yeah until you're not yeah. able to yeah I, I was wrestling totally. with it like before the pandemic i'm like i should this isn't a good look you know what i mean like in my 40s like what am i doing i should i should <laughs> just hang it up you know and then like the pandemic happens and like i think about it all the time that like i had this like like i'll pop on like a youtube video for my son tyler he's like five and he'd be like daddy you know what i mean like i'm playing like <laughs> a, a clip from like the world cafe live or something like that i'm like I just was happy that I did that. I'm happy we all did that. And I'm happy that I was around to to see both of your acts. You know what I mean? Like, and open for you guys. I mean, do gigs together with Jackson. It was a fun time. If they ever make yeah, a movie here, of man. that, it'd be great. It'd be a positive movie. It'd be like, did you ever see that movie, Dig? Uh, uh, this is, this is nah. great. This is great closure because it's almost like a homework assignment for the listeners as well as the guests this evening. There's this documentary called Dig came out maybe 2004 about the dandy warhols and the brian jonestown massacre and i didn't know nothing about these two bands before seeing this documentary but it is one wild ride i think you can get it on uh itunes without doubt but i think it's also free somewhere else online but good music docs come a long way you know what i mean and uh, maybe there should be actually you guys just give me a great idea i mean wouldn't it be great to 
MMR probably has a log, right? Of like every single artist for like a year, like Jackson's first year that was like the Jack, you know, Jackson's oh, yeah. artist of the I'm, week. I'm there sure. should be like a I would think, yeah. podcast long form. Are those bands still together? What happened to them? You know huh. what I mean? Like, yeah, that'd be cool. But we are running out of time. Uh, I highly suggest for the listeners to check out Nonlinear. You could, you know, pay for Spotify if you'd like. I did, you know, I, I felt really guilty about it because I, I can't go to your house, Brett, and I can't buy an actual CD. You know, that's what I mean? right. Like, I don't have them to sell anyway. So there you yeah, go. <laughs> is there is there any physical copies? No, just uh, I just I knew I wanted to put as least amount of money into it as possible because I knew I would probably make nothing back. So it's just digital. Which I'm against because, you know, I believe in physical media. I'm one of the last, I think, people standing on that hill of buying physical media. But yeah. when it comes to me, I just, it's a loss of money. Well, me. I mean, you know what sucked for me is like, uh, I, I used to go and get them because I still have a CD player in my car. And like, I, I Best Buy took the aisle out. There's one aisle and then one day I go and it's gone. And I'm yep. like, yo, wh- where'd the music go? And he's like, and like, I think his uh, answer was, what are you talking about? It's all around you. And I was like, yo, that's deep. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's real deep that's, i was like that was wow. yeah, that is a solid line but it still sucks you can't buy a cd yeah <laughs> you can't yeah like it's it's yeah. but you but you can get vinyl um closing thoughts um check these guys out online uh their the album is called non-linear wonderful drumming too by the way jason uh, i enjoyed it thank you especially Thanks, uh, on that that track that i love um, missed out on heaven the sand of cloud nine love it oh love it. yeah it's one of my faves too man it's cool i appreciate that it's raucous uh check him out he's the 93.3 wmmr artist of the month my name's bob and this has been another episode of bobcast all right fellas you take all care right now. bob thanks, thanks so much buddy. man good seeing you man